This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. Viejo. Let's go, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> From Big PR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. And I'm Ana Maria Sayer. This is regional Mexican artist Peso Pluma on his new album, Genesis. This week, we are talking best albums of the year so far. And obviously, the Doble P himself had to make it on the episode. We're going to talk a lot more about Peso Pluma, Mexican regional, later in the show. But we have a whole bunch of great new music that's not Mexican regional, that's just as deserving of recognition. Let's just jump right into it. This is an album from one of my favorite vocalists. She's from Mexico. Her name is Mago Serrera. And she straddles all of these genres between jazz, folkloric, what we call art music, all these different things. She's performed with strings. She's performed with a small combo. She's got a versatility to her voice that is so intriguing. I'm just such a big fan that I brought her in for a tiny desk a couple years ago with the string quartet Brooklyn Writer. So she does all kinds of great music. And on this album, she really digs into that genre jumping. And she has a few collaborators from different aspects of the music world. There's classical, there's some jazz artists. It really hones that particular style that I really admire in her. And it's especially fun to listen to beginning to end. This is the title track, Aire, and this is Mago Serrera. Wow, Felix, we really do have a thing for Mexican vocalists on this show. But seriously, she's amazing. And I know you said this isn't a pop track, but those strings are so poppy to me. It's like, you know, they talk about Baroque being like the pop of its era. Like she brings that energy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to today, yeah. right? Like yeah. it, it, I think the way that it moves and the way that she incorporates it into the song competes with the energy of a pop track today. I'll buy that. You'll buy yeah, that? Yeah, I'll buy that. All right. Well, I brought something in that I think you're going to be really excited about. I'm, I am excited about because it's another one of my favorite female I vocalists. I know. I know a Felix artist. I love her too. Silvia Perez Cruz. This is seen from her new album, Toda la Vida Un Día. Sin fin, 
Sin este, sin oeste, sin lados ni costados, y sin centro, y sin centro, sin arriba, sin abajo. I would love to put this album and the Magos album on a playlist and just hit random. <laughs> Right, and it would just flow perfectly, man. <laughs> they are birds of a feather, but yet still distinct. You know, we're all about getting in our feels in the show, and lately I've been getting in my feels with some really old-timey, almost like weepy instrumental pieces, and this song just immediately, honestly, got me thinking about my abuela. And you know when a song gets me thinking about my abuela, Felix, that it's a special one. There's something so beautiful and nostalgic about this track. She opens with this gorgeous saxophone and she's got that crackly recording which just makes it feel so nostalgic. It's lovely and mesmerizing which is funny because she did actually study sax and piano when she was young. So it makes sense that she has kind of like this jazzy origin to her but then she studied at Guess where? Of course, she's Spanish. She's a Spanish vocalist, so she studied at the Catalonian school that Rosalia studied at and, you know, Maria Jose Yergo and all these flamenco singers. And so on this record, she, like, kind of leans into her jazzy vocals and she has these moments where she does these, like, big flamenco numbers and she goes full choral and it sounds really classic and natural and stylistically flamenco vocals. I just love it. It's beautiful. Again, Silvia Perez-Cruz has created a body of work. There are a number of albums where she plays on a different aspect of her career, of her studies and all this. And in this one, you're right, I love that saxophone quartet thing at the beginning. There's so much depth, there's so much feeling. It's another great example of why I really like her a lot. And I just have to know that she's from Palafugel, Spain, which... Felix, I don't know if you've ever been there, but no. it's up on like the northern coast of Spain, kind of near the Costa Brava in between that and Barcelona. I have been there. It is one of the most beautiful places on this earth I have ever been to. I went and floated in the Mediterranean last time I was there, and I can just imagine this saxophone and her vocals enveloping me in the water, and it's so magnificent. I just can't top that, so let's just keep going on this list of best albums of the year so far. And we're going to change attitudes, we're going to change countries, we're going to change eras just a little bit. Let's hear the new album from Fito Paez. This is a song called Dos Dias en la Vida. Luis, tú te sabes de ahí, vas a pedir. 
For those that don't know, Fito Pires is a genuine rock and Espanol pioneer. He's from Argentina. He was part of that wave of musicians in the early 90s across Latin America, but specifically Argentina and Mexico, that had changed the idea of rock and nuestro idioma to rock and Espanol. And it's both a verbal and a psychological switch because these guys were on the forefront of reestablishing rock and roll in Latin America because, of course, the people in Latin America had been listening to rock and roll, but putting their own stamp on it. And Fito Pires was one of the musicians who did that by way of his compositions. Just very, very insightful, very literate, and very reflective of the times and everything that was going on. And this album is a reimagining of some of his classic work with some of the who's who of top vocalists in the pop world right now. For example, on this track, we're hearing Nicky Nicole and Lolly. So there's all kinds of stuff going on in this record. It's such a great record. Felix, you knew I was going to call out the fact that Nikki Nicole is on here because you call her pop vocalist, but she's not really. She's like a hip-hop trap true, true. woman. Yes. Like, she, most times you will <laughs> not true. hear her belting any pop ballads. She's like full-on, you know, dropping bars. So to hear her on this record with Fito, there's something so cool and Argentinian about it. It's so generational. It's really amazing to hear. The album title's tricky. I'm not really sure how to say it, but it is a combination of letters and numbers. It's E-A-D-D-A-99223, or in Espanol, E-A-D-D-A-99223. You are listening to Alt Latino. We are going through the list of the best music of 2023 so far. We're about the halfway mark of the year. Ana, you're up, man. What's next? Yes, okay. I brought in another Felix favorite. I'm just here to make your day better, this this episode, Felix. Y La Bamba, an all-Latino favorite, favorite, favorite. This is their new record, Lucha. The track that I'm bringing in today is titled Eight, which I had brought in a different track from this record on an earlier new music show. Now the album is out. I'm extremely excited about it. I've been listening to it all the time. So here is Eight from Lucha. <laughs> Take a deep breath, Felix. And let the voice of Luz Elena Mendoza, the lead singer of Ila Bamba, wash over you. Now, I could not have been more excited when I heard this song. It actually opens the record. Most of the record is definitely less bare than this. You have her doing her classic kind of like psychedelic indie soul kind of dream pop vibe. She has the really nice dreamy synthetic guitars that carry you the whole way through. But I brought this one in because... It's just so striking to me. It says more in the silence because she lets her voice lead the way and there's nothing like Luce's voice. The 
there's just nothing like it, and I just love the spare lyricism here too. Generally, she is pretty light with the lyrics, and this particularly, there's a moment where she says, don't be afraid of losing time, which was just so resonant to me because the whole record, it's her lucha with her identity. It's her really going through the ups and downs of trying to navigate her Mexicanness, growing up in Portland. It's almost like this moment of, of enlightenment, of, of clarity for her as she's kind of about to embark on this journey. It's really interesting. What I really appreciate about Ila Bamba and Lucia Elena Mendoza, having followed her practically from the beginning, is the way that she's learned to use her voice in this multi-tracking method to create like a loose Elena Mendoza choir mm. so that her voices are stacked on top of each other and it creates a really, really nice tapestry. I'm just such a big fan. I'm so glad you brought this one in. Big Ila Bamba fan club over here. There we go. All right. Oh, it's me. I'm next with one of my favorite musicians. I talk about him all the time. Yasser Tejeda, uh. right? The great Dominican guitar player. His album is called La Madruga. This song is called El Sol de la Madruga. We'll talk about him in a minute, but check this out. Can I talk more about it? Yes, Felix. <laughs> you I'm may. Just, you know, I'm just such a fan because... But keep it to under five hours. Okay. I am such a fan because of the way he's taken the tradition of the guitar in the Dominican Republic, which comes from bachata and all these other genres, but mostly bachata, and just incorporated into what he does. I've talked about that kind of incorporation of genres and styles and other musicians on the show, but to me, that's the magic of what makes this music mm -hmm. so special, is the way that he does it especially. And his records are great, his live performances are just as good, if not better, and I think that he's one of these musicians that more people need to know about. You know, Felix, I also feel like I've never heard him quite like this. I was really surprised listening to this track, the way he comes in with that saxophone and the vocals. I mean, oh, it's so beautiful and jazzy and lovely and rocky. I love it. The album is called La Madruga. The artist is Yasser Tejeda. We need to take a break. We'll be right back with great music from 2023 so far. This message comes from NPR sponsor Squarespace. Measure your end-to-end -end online performance with powerful website and seller analytics. Get insights on top traffic sources, understand how your reach is growing, and more. Use code NPR to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This message comes from NPR sponsor Carvana. With thousands of options under $20,000, plus customizable financing terms and down payments as low as $0 down, it's easy to find a car that fits your lifestyle. Visit Carvana.com or download the app today. Terms and conditions may apply. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor Project Lead the Way. Today's world is driven by STEM. At Project Lead the Way, they believe learning by doing helps every student in every grade be STEM successful. Learn more at pltw.org/npr. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research, on, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. On the TED Radio Hour, researcher Sasha Lucioni says AI can help us find climate solutions. But just training the technology itself uses a ton of energy. Training ChatGPT, for instance, emits as much carbon as five cars in their lifetime. Tech's climate conundrum. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. And we're back with the best albums of the year so far. Your turn. Okay, this is not a Felix pick, but I think it will be. So this is from Tiny... Famous reggaeton producer. He's produced for all the big acts, Bad Bunny, Carol G, everyone pretty much you can name who's doing something big in the reggaeton space. And this is finally his actual first solo debut album that he's released. It's called Data. And this track is called Pa Siempre. Porque yo no soy un artista de momento, yo soy un artista pa siempre. I see you dancing, Felix. Tapping my foot, yeah, no <laughs> When you said you were going to bring this album in, I listened to the whole album. I did. No mama's feelings. Yes, yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I'm so impressed by what I heard. Because it, right? Especially listening on headphones or earbuds, right? There's so much there to listen to and how he incorporates these different sounds. It's not busy. It's sparse. But it's very tasteful. And it's I hear things that, you know, he's taking some chances and doing other things sonically and musically that maybe he wouldn't do for one of his artists, right? You know, I love when producers get to get free reign because it's like they've had all this creative energy bubbling inside of them that they just get to, like, throw into a project and get really nerdy about it and get super in the weeds about exactly how they do it. And they're not beholden to anyone anymore, right? Like, it's just about them, their creative vision. I chose this track in particular because it is, like, stacked with huge names. And the whole record is. I mean, he has Sech and Arca and Alvaro Diaz and Skrillex and Mike Towers and Cani Garcia. Like, he really brought the whole gamut of artists both within the Latin space, outside of the Latin space. It was really just about those people that he wanted to collaborate with. I love the concept. So the album's called Data, and it's this idea he has that people are represented by music and that music amounts to data. So it's this idea that over the course of this album, he's like constructing a person (laughs) through each song. It's very geeky, right? Because little known fact, producers are just 
the software engineers of the music world. And so he's like, okay, I get to represent my super nerdy, super geeky concept. And it really works beautifully. And there's some really soft moments on this record, too. I really loved it. I was impressed. I was very <laughs> impressed, man. I know. I know you this got down to it, Felix. <laughs> I was bopping around in the car listening, with the, you know, with the window down. <laughs> Speaking of bopping around in the car with the window rolled down and bopping my head back and forth, my last track for the show is... How can I not talk about... The Latin Dead, the Afro-Cuban oh version of the, of the Grateful Dead. This is the title track. It's called Eyes of the World. Right outside this lazy summer home Ain't got time to call your soul a critic, no Admittedly, the Grateful Dead is not everyone's cup of tea, right? Okay, I'm just saying. But I really love what these guys did. And I think that even if I wasn't a fan of the Grateful Dead, if these guys, for example, had done this Afro-Cuban dance version of, I don't know, a band that I'm not particularly into from that era, I still would have loved it because of the musicality of it. The piano player the ranger Oscar Hernandez has been in the salsa scene for many, many, many years. He's a legendary musician. The fact that he's in this mix adds so much credibility and so much musicality to this thing. It, it can't go wrong. But then that's just me. I'm the non-deadhead in the room, and <laughs> I will say I will validate that claim, Felix. They did a really beautiful job with this, and it's kind of boppy. Eyes of the World is the name of the album. The band is called The Latin Dead. Okay, my turn. Yes. I've waited all show for this, Felix. I'm very, very excited. I have brought in a track from what is arguably maybe the most talked about record in Latin music this year thus far. Even within this week. Even maybe, I say Latin music, but maybe music generally. I mean, this is like a record-breaking album for many reasons. This is Peso Pluma's Genesis, and the track that I'm bringing in today is Nueva Vida. Buenos amigos los que a mí me han rodeado Siempre al cien color 
I love that track, Felix. I have listened to that intro, I think, at least like a hundred times at this point because I cannot get enough of the way he slows it all down with the trumpet, the trombone, the 12 string, and then he speeds it up like it's a bass drop. Like, it is to me so emblematic of the way that Corridos Tumbados has taken Corridos and just totally flipped it on its head. And for those who don't know, this is like the moment for Corridos Tumbados, for Regional. This is something that we've been building towards for a long time. And this album from like the biggest artist in Regional right now is kind of like the climax of that moment, right? And so I picked this track in particular because it comes a little bit later in the album and it's a little bit more reflective to me. I mean, you have a lot of like the big banging, hitting, kind of like up-tempo tracks on the record, but this one, the way he slows it down, it almost feels like he's calling back to the origins of this music, which is like, you know, we're talking like a 14th century waltz. And so to me, it's it's almost an acknowledgement of the generations that he's breathing life into with this music. And also maybe a moment for him to kind of pause and be like, I'm 24 years old and I'm carrying the music of my nation, of my grandparents, of my ancestors to the world right now, which is kind of insane. I want to speak specifically to the album and not to the genre at the moment because the, his voice, right? His voice is made for singing this style of music just like the same way like a blues singer like Howlin' Wolf mm. did with the blues back in his time, right? There's no other place that Howlin' Wolf could have been except in that genre. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Peso Pluma's voice and a lot of performers from this genre. Their voices are made for this type of music. And that is corridos, right? Like thinking about, for example, like Chalino Sanchez, where it's like his vocals were distinctive. It's like gritty and it's raw and it's imperfect. And that's why it communicates the genre so well. We want to use this album to introduce something that we're going to do at the end of our shows from for, the, for a while as we track this incredible moment of Mexican regional because everything is happening right now. It's, in fact, a living, breathing genre and style, and everything's changing almost week by week. And we want to be able to look at what's going on and keep up with what's happening. And this album in particular and this artist is emblematic of where the music is and what's happening. It's also reflecting the moment that has been building up. The fact is something that we chronicled almost two years ago. Felix, I hate to say I called it, but I love to say (laughs) I called it. We did an episode on this, and we were talking about how these songs were already competing with the biggest pop numbers on YouTube, right? Like, you would have a Karin Leon song and put it next to, you know, a Taylor Swift video, and you would see... Karin Leon actually blowing those videos out of the water. So it's not like this phenomenon came out of nowhere, like a lot of people think it did. And it's certainly built up to the point now where, they're, according to a report released last month by Billboard, consumption of Mexican regional music is up 42.1% more people listening this year compared to last year to Mexican regional. And with more people listening, you have an artist like Peso Pluma who started making music, and now has 10 songs on the Billboard Global 200. I mean, his rise has been incredibly astronomical. But the genre he's doing 
Felix, can you give us a little bit of backstory on what corridos are? It just it blows my mind. It, just <laughs> it's, it's, it is mind-blowing. It never fails to blow my mind. It's my grandparents' music, your great-grandparents' music. <laughs> I mean, it is. corridos were developed before the Mexican Revolution of 1910. They were used as folk messages between cities and towns and communities, kind of spreading the word of what was happening, and then singing love songs, stuff like that. During the Revolution, they were used to spread the word of what was going on down in the south with uh, Zapata's army and what was going on in the north with Pancho Villa's army. They really became a thing. And then over time, things developed. They started using corridos in different types of styles and genres, accordions, brass instruments. And when, like you mentioned, they're made with like waltzes from Vienna, right? Because of the Because of the German-Austrian influence along the Mexican-U.S. border, right? And then a couple of years ago, Felix, you have this guy, Nathanael Cano. All of a sudden, he breaks out with a literal entirely new genre, Corridos Tumbados, which is taking exactly what you're talking about, these 14th century waltz-based sounds, and he throws hip-hop in the mix. I mean, it's like now all of a sudden you have to imagine what people were dancing to in like King's Courts in Vienna these kids in Adidas and gold chains <laughs> are popping off to in the club. It's like insane. And I would love to play a little bit because Nata also just released a new album, which is very beautiful. Straight Ahead Corrido Tumbados uses all of the big collaborators. Let's hear it. Quieres lo que todos quieren, pero no Tienes bien los palos a que se debe con esa carita tan bonita luciendo esa faldeta cortita y loco me tienes como te mueves te vas y vienes si tú lo quieres fino con las valentino que hoy se vino The thing that is so cool about these guys is, one, they're incredible instrumentalists. Like, you watch videos of him playing the 12-string guitar, and he is rocking out. It's like him and his buddies just jamming together, and that is really the energy of this new genre. It's like all these guys going on each other's tracks. It's very reminiscent of the origins of hip-hop, where it's really bringing the community together. But more than that, the lyricism, a distinct characteristic for Corridos Tubados is to have like hip-hop themes, but they also really have those early Corrido love themes, right? Like so heartbroken, longing for this girl. You can hear it in their voices. And that is what's so beautiful because they just bring it and they make it really palatable and exciting and energetic for a younger generation. It's like you really get to engage with what your grandparents had. (laughs) And because this moment is happening now and in order to keep up, we're going to take the last few minutes of each new podcast to take a listen at how recent developments are happening and releases as this music becomes more and more influential and popular. Okay, can I play us out on something really cool? Yes, you can. This track, 77, from Peso Pluma's new album, I have never been more blown away than when I heard Eladio Carrion, Puerto Rican hip-hop artist rapping over a regional Mexican beat. Check this out. Doble tono el AP, doble tono la roleta, doble tono el Maybach, doble cara, todos los fecas, doble shot para estar feliz. Esa es la receta, viendo doble ya en el día llevo más de una seta. No 
Llamo a la conexión si la cone soy yo. No tengo que confiar en nadie si tengo mi glow. What better way to close this show than with the sound of tubas and trombones? <laughs> you have been listening to All Latino from NPR Music. This has been our best of the year of 2023 so far. Our show editor is Hazel Sills, and the woman who keeps us on track is Grace Chung. Our audio producer for this episode is Soraya Mohammed, and our production assistant is Sophia Seidel. The jefe de los jefes is Keith Jenkins, VP of Music and Visuals. I'm Ana Maria Sayer. And I'm Felix Contreras. Thank you so much for listening. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns and Foster. Every Stearns and Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at stearnsandfoster.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Betterment. Confusing eye contact with a mysterious stranger is never chill. But Betterment is the investing app that lets you be totally chill about your finances. Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. In any great story, there's a moment that sparks your curiosity. It tells you there is more to uncover. How, how did this happen? How did we get here? That's where Embedded comes in. We are NPR's home for documentary journalism. Immersive and intimate stories. I was stone cold speechless. Nothing will ever, 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 ever be the same here. Find Embedded wherever you get your podcasts.